Good morning, Valley Community Church. And good morning to our church online. Today, we are going to be talking about the Lamb. So shall we all stand up in the reading of the word? In the book of John, chapter 1, verse 29, it says, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. In Revelation, chapter 5, verse 6, and I look and behold in the midst of the throne and in the four living creatures and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as though it had been slain. Let us pray. Father, we bow down to you today. We give permission to your word to infiltrate us, to saturate us, to tune us up, Lord, and let us behold the lamb. We ask it in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. <clears throat> Fresh in the mind of our father is the death of his son. It is a present, current, real-time event. Heaven is still talking about it. The perfect sacrifice, an awesome performance, the last curtain call, the final bow. You know, the curtain in the Holy of Holies is 15 inches thick, and it was rent from top to bottom. This lamb, as he hung on the cross, he said, it is finished. The lamb that was slain gave you and me access into the secret place, the Holy of Holies, the epicenter of the universe. In the outer court, the tabernacle is outer court, the inner court, and the Holy of Holies. In the outer court, that's where the world watch us perform. It's lighted by the sun, the S-U-N. In the inner court, that's where you and I fellowship. It's lighted by the anointing oil of the Holy Spirit. In the Holy of Holies, 20 by 20 cubits only have a room for one, to an audience of one. Lighted, no windows, lighted by the Shekinah glory of God. A lot of people want and pray for his glory. And all it is, it takes, is the 20, 20 cubits face-to-face, breath-to-breath. This is where you and I wrestle. Unless you bless me, I will not let you go. In other words, today, we can have headlines in a newspaper. Man landed. We always say landed in the moon. Well, man landed in the epicenter, the highest place of the universe. The man who understands you and me and our weaknesses, our high priest, with his blood, with the eternal spirit, gave you and me eternal redemption. Because prayer is not an obligation, it is a reward. 
This is where you and I should fall in line early in the morning, buy season tickets, and fight for the front seats. Because prayer is not a phenomenon, it's a habitation. We do not reward a fish because the fish swims in water. You and I must, for us to survive, for us to go through this catastrophe, we need to find ourselves in the Holy of Holies. He said, you shall be a witness unto me. Being a witness is not primarily a calling. Being a witness is a command. We need to show up in court. That's why we have trials, the trials of our faith. They have dates you and I have to show up. And we lose a lot of cases because by default, nobody is showing up. This witness brings substance, brings evidence, the truth, nothing but the truth. God doesn't want you and me to speak and to tell him about facts, about the current events. God already knows the current events before they even happen. You know, I'm involved with so many different prayer circles. And there are times that when we pray, we ask the author of the word, the word himself, the meaning of the word. <laughs> we explain the word to him. And the angels are crying, just return the word. Because my word will not return void. <laughs> it is the language of the court. In the natural court, we have order of the courtroom. This is the place where you and I must return his word. In 2020, the year 2020 and counting, I believe the Lord has declared to the world to prepare the church, prepare you and me. The call from the 20 by 20 cubits that says you need to enter the chamber. You need to close the door and have an encounter with the lover of your soul, the secret place. In the book of Isaiah 26, verse 20 to 21, the Lord put that in my heart in 2020. Come, my people, enter into your chambers and shut the door behind you. Hide yourself, as it were, for a little moment until the this indignation is past. For behold, the Lord comes out from his place to punish the inhabitants of the earth for their iniquities. The earth will also disclose her blood and will no more cover her slain. The floodgates of innocent blood has continued to flow in the United States of America, 64 million, and hundreds and hundreds of million all over the world that you and I help fund with the work of our hands that God has blessed us with. And it behooves you and me to stay in the four corners of our churches and not infiltrate the mountains of this culture. In the secret place of my prayer room hangs a frame that says, 
secret place, warning, high voltage. You speak to your mornings, give orders, <clears throat> and landscape your future. Call me, I will answer you. Ask me, and I will give you nations. Because unto him who is able to do above and beyond what you can ask and imagine. The Lamb today demands from you and me that the words of our mouth and the declaration of our spirit infiltrates our imagination. Because in the battlefield, we draw the sword of the spirit, the word of God. That is where we are going to be courageous to stand and having done all to stand and stand some more. But in the holy place, God spoke to me and said, Mila, touch the scepter of the king. You and I can do the sword, yes, but God has asked his church to touch the scepter of the king. And when you do that, ask me anything. I want you to rule and reign with me. This is the place we must update our resume. We need to make it current. Because past performance, as I would say in my profession, is not a guarantee for future results. Because we cannot make our experience gospel, my brothers and sisters. Our experience will encourage men and women, but the gospel, the lamb that was slain, is still the power of God that brings men and women to salvation. One early morning, Esther, I was praying, and there are times the Lord tells me to go back to sleep. And I know that there is a continuation of what he just spoke to me in that place. And as I was about to hit the bed, the Lord said, let's talk. And we did. And so I woke up that morning, and I just forgot about the conversation. And the Lord reminded me, remember? We talked. We have a conversation. And you are going to deliver this message. So my brothers and sisters, I am delivering this message to you. It's a book of Revelation. I saw the serpent rising in the sea. And in a vision, I saw a turbulent sea with the sea of humanity. And the scripture says, all who dwell on the earth will worship him, the beast, whose names have not been written in the book of life of the lamb that was slain from the foundation of the world. The Bible says that you and I overcome the enemy by the blood of the lamb. So we need to know this lamb. We need to behold this lamb so we can overcome. The book of Revelation is the revelation of Jesus Christ. But today it has become a history book, a scatology. It has demanded, divided the mindset of God's people to pre-trib, to mid-trib, and to post-trib. We have now questioned the divine schedule of God. When 
and how he's going to come. That is not you. That's not for you and me to know. What you and I need to know is the lamb was slain from the foundation of the world. That says, you have wearied me. <laughs> One morning, you have wearied me. And in the book of Malachi, chapter 2, verse 17, he said, you have wearied me by all your words. You're telling me that I am looking at the evil men and I am blessing them. And you're asking me when is judgment going to come? And the Lord reminded me, Mila, do not be sidetracked. Be careful. As I was praying in the praying room for men and women, you and I have been touched. We have friends, we have family that we have lost in COVID-19. And I was praying. God says, don't, you are so busy praying for them to be free from this virus. Pray that they are not going to be contaminated <clears throat> from eternal hell. We have a family relation. We're praying with my cousins. You know, we have different prayer times. <clears throat> and the Lord stopped me and said, pray for his soul. We're praying for his healing. He was in a ventilator. And the Lord said, pray for his soul. Pray for a laborer to come. That he will prepare himself from eternal damnation. We lost him. Three days later. Because you see, God is saying to you and me, my schedule is set. I don't have a problem of the time. My calendar is secured. God is asking you and me. You need to remember that you will fulfill the length of your days in the land of the living to deliver purpose for his glory. But the enemy doesn't play fair. It could be tonight that your soul will be required. Do this in remembrance of me. We are sidetracked again. The communion with the Lamb. The Lord Jesus Christ, in the same night, he was betrayed. He broke bread. And he prayed and said, take it. This is my body broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same manner, he also took the cup of the supper, saying, this is the cup of the new covenant in my blood. As often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. As often as you eat this bread and drink this cup to proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. The death of the lamb, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of the lamb changed time, history, your story, and the story of creation the foundation of the world. You and I have received an error correction anointing. You and I can say, behold, all things become new. This is the relationship that we have when we partake of the word, when we partake of the communion. Then why is it then that God's people are dying early? Why is it then that God's people are not whole? Because we change the subject, the topic that heaven is still talking about is still the land that was slain. Present, current, real-time event. 
This is where the healing, the cleansing, the restoration, the refreshing, the transforming, transfusion of the blood of the lamb that changes your DNA and my DNA to address every virus and every bacteria that we are going to face. This is a place where there is a life-giving, sustaining power. It is a feast. It is a fellowship celebration. It's a major event. It is not just an insert in the program of our churches. It's all about the Lamb. We need to celebrate Him. We need to focus and remember Him. Because your purpose and mine is to know Him, to love Him, to serve Him. Catechism 101. And I add, and to enjoy Him forever. It is the Father who prepares this table, this banqueting table. In the presence of your enemy, in the middle of this pandemic, God is saying, I have a provision for you. He sent his word, the lamb, the potent, powerful, guaranteed performance for you and me. All you can eat, we like to do that. But when we read the Bible, we don't want all we can eat. We can put our plates to the brim, but when we read the Bible, we want a sprinkle. God says, sprinkling in your religious performance is over. This is the time you and I must swim. This is the time that we are going to be engulfed, be going to be dripping wet, emerged, and swimming and abiding in his word so we can converge. With his word, and he, the two, can become one. And God says, ask me anything. It is a covenant meal only for covenant partners. It is not just the matrimonial bed to be kept holy, but the communion table must be free from enemies. This is the time that you and I are going to share the word, our conversation, our deep meanings of our hearts. As soon as we pray over our food, we contaminate it by saying, did you know? The communion table is supposed to be holy. And having said that, for those of you who have been taking your secretary every morning, you need to stop it. For those of you who speak to your coworkers and your friends more than your spouse, you need to stop it. That is not just an afterthought. The Lord has indirected me to tell you. He demands that you honor the communion table. It is the time that God's people need to come in a covenant meal. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I give you is my flesh which I give for the life of the world. Then Jesus said to them, Most assuredly I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up in the last day. For my flesh is food, and my blood is drink indeed. And he who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. The infusion of the word what has been preached by our pastor in this pulpit is the infusion of his word. And we need to be open to receive that. To allow us to be transformed 
to be changed. Because per communion is a personal, intimate kingdom dynamic, a divine romance with a lover of your soul. As I said, it's not just a sprinkling. You need to be engulfed and saturated. It is the implantation. It is the impregnation of the promise of his word in our spiritual womb. That's why Mary can say, according to your word, it shall be. There's so many Christians today that are expectant, that are expecting, but they are not pregnant. The Lord said that to me. My people are expecting for me to move. Expectant with false pregnancy. We need to allow in the secret place an intimate divine romance with him that we allow the word to impregnate our womb. So we re-walk out and we go to the world. We know the guaranteed time of that vision will surely come to pass. You and I, like Mary, can say, according to your word, let it be. Therefore, whosoever shall eat of this bread and drink of this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the blood and the body of Jesus Christ. But let a man examine himself. Let him eat the bread and drink the cup. For he who eats in an unworthy manner and drinks in a judgment to himself. For this reason, many of you are weak and sick and many of you sleep. We need to understand when the Lord showed that to me, he says, when you take communion, I don't want to know about your sin. Before you came, talked about communion, you're already a covenant partner, washed by the blood of the Lamb, submerged and emerged by the water of my word, and you bow down to the word, and you agree with my will. And so when you take communion, I am ready for the infusion of the blood fusion of the Holy Spirit. Come on, the Lord, give the Lord a big hallelujah. So every time we take communion, every time we hear the word, every time we hear the word, expect a miracle. Expect for those joints to be free, for this pain to stop, for the cancer to surrender, and for your family to be whole. So let's follow the footprints of the lamb. This lamb started his journey the mature, sacrificial lamb, garden to garden, in the garden of Gethsemane. The garden of Eden, the violated will. Man was violated, and the violated will cannot choose. It is a slave to the master who owns it. But the lamb came to the garden of Gethsemane. Every capillary under his skin raptured, that the sweat of blood dropped to the ground. And I really believe there was an earthquake that was given to hell and said, today, I'm taking my people and I'm going to start with their will to be converged with mine and will settle it. Nothing but the will of God. This is the place where you and I are going to understand that the ratification of the covenant is made by two Equal, valuable decision makers. Married couple, business partners. For you to have a flourishing agreement, it has to be two valuable, 
equal decision makers. His will, it is written, if you love me, keep my commandments. You don't have to sing and dance. You do not have to fast 21 days. I know you love me because you follow my will, my commandments, my word. It is written. Every time we pray, if it is your will, I get nervous. Because his will is written. Every time we ask if it is his will, God is saying to us, it is written. That is what it says. We made up our mind. It is settled in the Garden of Gethsemane. My will, your will, not mine, be done. When you and I pray it is your will, it is a manipulating maneuver of a rebel that says, pretty please, just in case the all-knowing wise God forgot and made a mistake. So we can go around his commandments and give a special dispensation just for us. But God says, we settle this matter. We settle this matter. The Lamb has secured and fulfilled and strengthened that this in the Philippians says, you and I can do all things through him who strengthens us. This is also a promise to follow his word and follow his commandment. The two beams, pick up your cross and follow me. The two beams to loving the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. The beams across to love your neighbor as yourself. That is the commandment of the Lord. That is what you and I must pick up. Because a crossless Christian is a neutralized, powerless Christian. This is the sign of a disciple. This is a disciple who says, your will, and nothing but your will. In the book of Malachi, chapter 2, verse 14, I have to read this. I have been instructed to do that. It's not in your program, I don't think. Another thing that you do, that you flood the Lord's altar with your tears. You weep and you wail because he no longer looks at you with favor and your offerings and accepts them with pleasure. You ask me why? It's because the Lord is the witness between you and your spouse, the wife and the husband of your youth. You have been unfaithful to her, though she is or he is your partner the spouse of your marriage covenant. You have, has not the one God made you? You belong to him, he says. And what do I seek from you is godly offspring. Not only the world or the United States of America, but we as a church have failed to give our father godly offspring. We have a generation today that doesn't know the Ten Commandments. So be on your guard and do not be unfaithful to the wife of your youth or the husband of your youth. I'm saying that to you today because the Lord says that you need to fix your marriages. You may be a leader of this church, minister in this church, and you're not one with your spouse. You need to repent. Because this pandemic is not just a judgment to the world. It is not just an evil plot of the evil one, but it is a tuning up of God's people. your covenant partners in your home. You need to love, respect, and honor them. 
It is our navigation system of our home. The Bible says in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 6, it says, these words that I commanded you today, you shall teach it to your children. When you sit, when you walk, when you lie down, when you rise up, it is going to be written in your hands, it's going to be in your forehead, it's going to be in your doorpost, and it's going to be on your gates, the way you operate in your home. The way you're going to treat your wife and your husband in your home is not, God is not checking you and me how we treat ourselves, each other in the church. God knows that already we will perform. But in our homes, my brothers and sisters, I feel I am delivering a message exactly how he wants me to deliver it. It is our navigation system. The Lamb has secured that you and I can have the strength to do all things because he strengthens us. And so this lamb journeyed to the praetorium of Rome, went to the Sanhedrin for evaluation. The denial, the betrayal, the humiliation, and the control. The love, the honor, the respect, the reverential fear that you and I can do, he paid the price. He said, show proper respect to everyone, love the family of believers, fear God, and honor the emperor. Honor one another above yourselves. Stand up in the presence of the aged, show respect to the elderly, and revere God, for I am the Lord. Do not blaspheme the God or curse the ruler of your people. Guilty. But God's people, the entitled children, are still saying, saying to him in prayer, hear us, bless us and give us favor anyway. The church, we need to repent because we do not know how to respect delegated authority. Submission, alignment, honor, order, and government has been paid by the land that was slain. The people who's carrying your briefcase and the one who's dipping bread with you is going to rise up one day because the contempt for authority has not been healed. They have been abused, broken in the past. That's why we need to forgive the past so we can continue in the future. Contaminated leadership, dysfunctional operation, no proper formation. It's not going to be a powerful prayer army of the Lord. In the deliverance ministry, and the Lord has been putting in my heart again to put, look into the deliverance ministry, and we have done that before, I said, Lord, it was really very messy. <laughs> and the Lord says, you don't have a choice. The deliverance ministry, every time there is an Ahab, a Jezebel will rise, and every time Jezebel will show up, an Ahab will follow it will always contaminate operation and ministry. And I asked the Lord, why is that? Because of arrogance, presumption, rebellion. In other words, you're just being impressed with yourself, so get over it. You know, in the, in the businesses that I run, and my husband is the chairman of the board, <laughs> and he has given me a warning about how the other company is in operation. So I went in prayer before the Lord. I said, Lord, you and I are in trouble. I follow the rules to submit. I need you to show me how to do this business. Arrogance, 
will never respect delegated authority. And the government shall be. Understanding our Constitution and the Bill of Rights, we need to exercise our freedom within the protective boundaries. As a healthcare professional, I can and I will mop floors even if it's not my job description. But I will not assist any abortion procedure because that is my right, that is what's given in the provision of the law. As a citizen of this great country, within the provision of the law, I will vote to replace and to remove. I will not agree, I will not fellowship, identify, or promote blatant violators of his commandments. As a citizen of the redeemed, bought by the blood of the Lamb, I decree and declare the word of the Lord. The Lamb, the mediator of the covenant, the blood that testifies on my behalf and yours, and the Holy Spirit who reminds me of his promise, I go before the courts and I ask for a, a restraining order against the evil one to remove him, to replace him, because God has asked me to pull down and to build. The lamb traveled the Roman road. This lamb has fulfilled the demand of justice. He was slapped. They spit at him. They slandered him. They insulted him. They mocked him. They betrayed him. They denied him. The ruthless, the ruthless and feared, brutal army of the power, ruling power of the globe, Rome. Somebody says, give me, let me die any other way, a thousand deaths, but not in the hands of a Roman soldier. Jesus was bruised in every area of his body because he paid every weaknesses, hidden weaknesses for you and me. He was bruised for our iniquities, hidden weaknesses that you cannot even share with your husband or your best friend. But God knows I paid the price that you do not have to carry this iniquity. The iniquity of your family, the iniquity of your past generation. God says, I, every bone was out of socket. He was dehydrated when he walked the Roman road. He was dehydrated that he cannot carry the cross. Simon the Cyrenian, the father of Rufus and Alexander, the Bible says that, carried the cross for him. And I asked the Lord, Lord, why is it so important for Rufus? And Alexander to be written in the scripture because God says, I borrowed their father because as a father, I cannot help my son. So I ask another father to help him because I don't want him to die on the Roman road. He is destined to die and hung on the cross. This is where Jesus said that every bone was as a socket. You know what that is? Every connection, every relationship that you and I have today, when we are being tuned up, has to be healed. It is not a matter who's at fault. Because my brothers and sisters, the world is making a special arrangement for you that you too will not be in the same place, even in a church, even in a party. Do you like heaven to make a special arrangement for you? that one of you will not be there. It is time for us to heal that broken relationship because the lamb was slain and paid the price. That any other plan we're going to say to him, get behind me, Satan. 
I do not have any other plan but the plan of the Lord. Jesus must go to hang on the cross because cursed is he who hangs on the cross. And he was made cursed for you and I. Because the curse of sin, the visiting rights of sin, your sin that you did today, the evil one has the right to visit our children and our children's children. God has broken the curse of sin. The crown of thorns was put upon his brow. That was not just a prop. That was not just a decoration. It was strategic, intentional, and precise. Curse is the ground for your sake, and thorns and thistles shall grow. And with the sweat of your brow you shall labor. The crown of thorns is breaking the labor that you and I are wooing today. That you and I do not have to give up the time with our family, give up our ministry so we can have money. God says, I broke the curse of labor. Because instead of your sweat, it was my blood that dropped on my brows. This is the time that God is asking us, I have blessed the work of your hands. I have blessed, anointed your footprints. The nail prints of my hand is a sign that you and I, that I will bless the work of my hand. My brothers and sisters, work is part of the finished work. I pray that every single one of you today who needs work will have the best offer, the best hourly rate, the best position, because you're going to be strategically in place where God wants you to be. Work today. The finding work is broken. God says, I have broken the curse of labor to bless the work of your hands, to open the windows of heaven, to send rain. Because we cannot keep asking for rain. You know why rain is being given? Why they open, the windows are open? Because of the work to bless the work of your hands. You and I cannot ask to God to bring rain when we have seedless ground. God will not waste his water. He is not going to waste his rain to pour on seedless ground. Your anointed hands for battle. He is the one who trains you for war and your fingers to do battle. But God says, those who have clean hands, you and I cannot dare contaminate our hands to agree with men and women who believe that you and I can kill innocent lives. You and I will not have access into the holy of holies. God is saying to you, I have anointed your footprints, your track record, your kinsman anointing. Every land that the sole of your foot shall step upon, it shall be yours. In other words, you and I have the right to claim our homes, our neighborhood. We have the title deed, and they shall be saved. The household shall be saved. And in closing, that you and I are born of water and blood in his side. That day when Jesus was pierced on the side, while Adam gave his rib, Jesus gave a broken heart to birth you and me in the church. There was an announcement of birth from the kingdom of heaven says, there's going to be children that's going to be birthed in the image of his son. The firstborn of all brethren has already been birthed. And this is the place where I am going to close and tell you today. You and I have to be birthed we are going to have people who is going to be birth not marketed, travailed and labored for souls, not ask for things. 
This is the time that Valley Community Church is going to see the birthing of souls from our homes, our Jerusalem, our Samaria, Judea, and to the uttermost part of the world. Because my brothers and sisters, heaven is heavenly, heavily vetted. It is a spiritual malpractice for any one of us to say, it's okay the way you live today. God loves you. We are living in grace. Grace is not a divine eraser. Grace is the power of God in the book of Titus to say no to ungodliness. And so God is asking us today, when you partake of the Lamb, when do you want to demand Calvary's victory to be enforced? After cleansing, after tuning up, after making sure that you and I are in alignment, that you and I are birthed according to the spirit of his word, that water and blood is where we came from. We believe his word. We're washed with his word. We have received his burial, death, and resurrection, the fellowship of the lamb that was slain, the lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. So when we take communion, Father God, we thank you that we remember you. And we allow the infusion of the lamb, the transformation of our DNA, the transformation of our thinking, the removing of the debris of our lives so we can partake and participate and demand Calvary's victory to be enforced. We gave you a communion cup, and the Lord instructed me to tell you, to ask you, when do you want your miracle? You can go home and ask your spouse, that you can start all over again. You can go home and say to that internet and that computer, I'm not going to turn you on again. You can go home and call the one that you don't want to talk to. I want this relationship healed. The minute you can do that, I want you to partake of this lamb. And I want you to believe the most powerful, potent, guaranteed promise is going to come to pass. We will demand that Calvary's victory be enforced. You can pray here tonight, today. You can wait, go home. The Lord said to me, ask them when they are ready this time you're going to take of this communion reverently, knowingly, and joyfully, and expect a miracle. So, Father, I thank you. I've been obedient to deliver the message you want me to deliver. For Valley Community Church, Father, we are pregnant with the promise of your word. And we ask you, According to your word, let it be. Father, I ask you today for Calvary's victory be enforced. In Jesus' name. We 